Welcome to CareCast, CareNet's podcast on family, faith, and life with me, Vincent DiCaro, CareNet's Chief Outreach Officer, and Rollin Warren, CareNet's President and CEO. On this episode of CareCast, Rollin and I talk about why it's important to talk about marriage with women and men considering abortion, and why some, even in the pro-life movement, are uncomfortable talking about marriage. So Rollin, you know, one of the, one of the common um, refrains we hear from folks who are serving women and men considering abortion um, is that, you know, and, and obviously, actually, let me back up one second. Here at CareNet, we, we obviously talk about not only uh, saving lives, but building families, sharing the gospel, this pro-abundant life vision, right? Talking to, to women and men considering abortion about the uh, importance of marriage, right? right? Mm-hmm. And sure. the, the importance of that institution, how it's good yeah. for women, men, children, the whole nine yards, and that and that marriage kind of, this marriage discussion needs to be on the table. So one of, one of the things that we hear from folks is that they, they, they're really reluctant to talk to marriage about uh, talk about marriage to women and men who are facing pregnancy decisions. Yeah. Uh, and the, the reasoning given is generally that, well, you know, the, the people that we're talking to and serving and helping through these pregnancy decisions, they're, that, that's not really where they're at in their life at that moment. Right. You know, marriage is yeah. not something that's really kind of realistic or part of their, the, the way they're living or, mm-hmm. you know, it's just kind of it's too far off or, or some of these other other things. So there's a reluctance to talk about marriage. Um, and we've kind of thought about like, OK, how do you but we know we need to talk about marriage. Right. So how and do you respond a, to that? I know. And there's a, and, and there's so much data that 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 uh, really gives us um, reason to talk about marriage issue uh, connected to the life issue. I mean, one of the things I talk about often is the fact that, you know, that um, that there are two sanctities mm-hmm. uh, that are in our issue. One is the sanctity of life, which people are comfortable with and talk about quite a bit. But there's another sanctity, which is the sanctity of marriage and family consistent with God's design. Mm-hmm. And what Roe v. Wade did was it basically, it, it really kind of, it, it, it did a... Eroded both it, of those. It eroded both of those. Yeah. Because certainly from a Christian's perspective, uh, certainly uh, the life issue is connected to, uh, is connected to the marriage issue. 86% of the women who are who have abortions, uh, are unmarried. So a marriage is absolutely connected to the abortion issue. So if you're really serious about wanting to reduce the number of abortions or eliminate abortion, you actually have to strengthen the marriage culture. Mm-hmm. So the law basically delinked those two things. Yeah. And in the minds of even how the movement has framed it, a lot of times we'll talk about the sanctity of life, mm-hmm. but we won't talk about the sanctity of marriage and family, even though mm-hmm. it's one of the key, one of the key yeah. uh, drivers there. Right. So there's a lot of reasons why we need to do this. And so, you know, I, I've heard that quite a bit, and particularly as I started to talk about marriage and talk about it in the context of being pro-abundant life, mm-hmm. God's design for the family, yep. the, the the example of Mary and Joseph and and how it wasn't just about saving a baby. It's not just about saving a baby. It's about raising a child. And what did God do to make sure that Mary's unplanned pregnancy from a human perspective was not a crisis pregnancy, send an angel to Joseph and what for? We called Joseph to be a husband to her and a father to the child growing inside of her, the holy family being holy family, a father and mother united in marriage, loving each other, loving their child and loving God, which is the high idea right. that we should as- aspire for. Right. Yes. right? And, and that's part of aspiration. That, that's aspiration in terms of a pro-abundant life yes. piece. So, you know, hearing that and saying that uh, uh, to people, you know, you run into that issue. Well, I don't know. They, they don't look very marriageable, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to talk about uh, about marriage. And, and there's two things I think that are important for us to tease out here. The first thing is 
that you have to de-link the individuals who maybe potentially uh, have the potential to marry from the institution of marriage, mm-hmm. right. Right? right? The institution of marriage, which is a covenant relationship where two people love each other, value the other more highly than themselves, are anchored to God's design for marriage, that covenant relationship versus the individuals who may marry. Mm-hmm. So when you're talking to someone about marriage, mm-hmm. what you're really talking about is the institution of marriage mm-hmm. and giving them that high idea. Mm-hmm. And as you know, Vince, I say often that we can't let the the low living of us people mm-hmm. determine the value of high ideas mm-hmm. and determine if we're going to articulate high yeah, ideas. Right. Absolutely. You see, yeah. um, I, I use an example often, particularly as a black man, mm-hmm. note to file. Right, right, right. You, you, you can't see that on the podcast. You can't see that on the podcast. Take our word for it. Yeah. Yeah, take our word for it. <laughs> take the website. But yeah. as a black man, one of the things that I always uh, have talked about is the fact that, you know, you have Thomas Jefferson who wrote the Declaration of Independence and he had that phrase in there that we hold these truths self-evident, that all men are created equal. Mm-hmm. At the time when he had slaves and the other folk had slaves as well. That tabled sign in that document. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. And, you know, he could have said we hold these truths self-evident that all white men are created equal. Mm-hmm. And, you know, folks wouldn't have got that document and said, Tom, we need to get the white out. Mm-hmm. Right. That's right. a joke there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little double Ba-doom, meaning boom. there. Yeah, yeah there. Yeah. No, yeah. They, you know, by and large, there might have been some, but many of said, yeah, yeah, that's fine. I'm good with that. But he he was striving for a high idea. Right. He, and he knew that it is not a high idea. It's not an aspirational idea for one person to own another person. And so he wrote this high idea that was aspirational. And then our nation strove for that high idea. So he didn't let the low living of himself and others around him determine the value of a high idea and determine whether he was going to articulate a high right. idea. Absolutely. And I'm thankful for that. Yeah. Because yeah. had that not been the case, imagine, yeah. imagine if you had the civil rights movement and what you're really trying trying to do is actually change some of the, one of the founding documents of our nation, the Declaration right. of Independence, as opposed to what Martin Luther King and others did was to encourage people and inspire people to live up right. to the high ideas yeah. and to yeah. point to the high ideas. Absolutely. And, and to kind of bring that back home for a moment to a very practical example when it comes to serving those who are considering abortion, the issue of abstinence is yes. one uh, that that folks in, in our movement are typically pretty comfortable talking to folks about. And clearly, an abstinent (laughs) lifestyle is not currently what those folks are living at that moment. Otherwise, they wouldn't be in the pregnancy center with a crisis pregnancy or an unplanned pregnancy, however you want to call it. Um, But yet, we we know that abstinence, you know, sex sex reserved for marriage is a high idea. Yes. And we know that the folks who are in that pregnancy center uh, could... They need to hear that message yeah. because it will improve their lives, uh, prevent future unplanned pregnancies, et cetera, exactly. et cetera. So we're very comfortable talking to them about abstinence, even though it's not, quote, where they're at in their yes. life at that moment. So the same logic should be pl- applied to marriage, even That's though right. you're not currently, quote, in that part, place in life or whatever the uh, the reasoning might be. We know that it's a high idea that they should be striving for that will improve their life. Exactly. And we, and we articulate it. Yes. So that's one high idea that's yeah. linked to another high idea, which right. is marriage. And then we fall short. Right. Abstinence until, well, I don't want to talk about that other piece because yeah. you're not ready <laughs> the, for that. The M word. Right. So, right. So it's a really a, it's a, it's kind of a bizarre thing. And yeah. I think in a lot of ways, you know, when, when that happens, we, we're not walking the way that God wants us to. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not doing it. And and I think the other thing that happens too often is that, you know, you get so focused on the individuals and kind of where they are today mm-hmm. that you don't talk about the institution, mm-hmm. which is the, which is the principles that you want to lay out for them. Like, how do you build a godly marriage and, and talk about those principles? Mm-hmm. Because here's the thing. 
it's not just about whether that couple marries or not. And that's the other thing that folks get twisted right. when I talk about this. Well, I don't know if they're marriageable or whatever, whatever. And, right. and even if it's best, it could be some issues there. But you still want them to relink fatherhood, motherhood, sex, and marriage consistent with God's design. Mm-hmm. Why? Right. Because they've come to us because they've dealing fatherhood, motherhood, sex, and marriage and consistent with God's design, which is all these things are the, the opposite of an abstinence lifestyle mm-hmm. where you're reserving yeah. sex for marriage. Mm-hmm. They've delinked those things. They've walked in the fullness of that, and now they're facing an unplanned pregnancy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if they, even if they keep their child, right, even if they keep their child and they leave with that same stuff delinked, what happens too often? Repeat clients, right? Repeat clients, right? Because yeah. what we want them to do is to leave with that stuff linked consistent with God's design so that the next time that there's an opportunity for them to have sex, that they view that opportunity through the lens of God's design. Right. So is this person that I am that I'm, uh, I have an opportunity to have this sexual encounter with, uh, is this relationship consistent with God's design? Mm-hmm. And if it's not, then I'm going to not partake of that. I'm not going right. to walk in that. So you still want to have the conversation Absolutely. of marriage mm-hmm. and, and God's design for marriage and relinking fatherhood, motherhood, sex, and marriage consistent with God's design so that you don't have repeat clients yeah. so that we don't become a retail establishment, right? Right. right. And, yeah. Where our sign says, thank you, come again. Right. Right. <laughs> That's not what we want. Our sign is supposed to say, thank you, don't come again. Right. Right. Not to be served, but to be service to others. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and, I, and frankly, I, just, I think personally, you know, I, I don't necessarily have any evidence to support this, but I think people are generally hungry for this sort of guidance. Yeah. Because you're not, you're not hearing this, you're not getting this from anywhere else in our culture. So if we're not talking about these things, who who will and you know and yeah. I think we sometimes just don't give people enough credit. Yeah, you know that that they're they actually are ready to hear that message. They probably want to hear that message. Well, yep. And yep. and <laughs> when when they hear that message articulated in a powerful way by people who are genuinely concerned for their well being, right? Um, it can it can have an extremely powerful impact. So I think we just need to, like you said, you know, these are you know we need to press on with, you know. When we know something is true and, and is good, right. uh, to not be afraid to articulate it. Obviously, you have to do that in a in a in a, a way that's winsome and effective, right. and you don't just kind of right. hammer people exactly. with, with messages. But it's truth know. link. It's, it's truth link with compassion, which yeah. is what love is. Yeah, and we need to do that in a loving way. Yeah. Tell them the truth with with compassion. And I really believe firmly that's why God is sending them, them to us. Mm-hmm. I mean, if they come from a community mm-hmm. where they've been to more baby showers and wedding showers, mm-hmm. then exactly how are they supposed to get that vision? Well, God's sending them to folk who understand, people of the book, who understand mm-hmm. his design for marriage and family and to cast that high idea yeah. for them. And and I think, you know, just you know, as we kind of wind up here, a, a way to really kind of think about that is that this whole notion is what Christ did. I mean, think about it. The world was not, quote, ready for the high ideal of Christ. Mm-hmm. Right. In fact, in many ways, it rejected it. I mean, people right. wanted to kill him, and yep. that was the whole— In fact, he came at a time yes. specifically when the world was at a low point. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and Christ articulated high ideas. He said, love your enemies. Yeah. I mean, folk ain't really ready for that. Right. We have trouble loving our friends, mm-hmm. right? But, but he didn't say, well, you know, they're not really ready to love their enemies. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to, I'm going to hold that back. Right, right, right. All right. Because, yeah. uh, no, he said, no, love your enemies. Mm-hmm. Pray for those who are against yeah. you. You mm-hmm. know, all these different things. I mean, in all mm-hmm. these different times, you've heard it said. In other words, here's the low idea you've heard said. Mm-hmm. And then he said, but I say something else, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. So he was constantly articulating high ideas, aspirational ideas, right? Mm-hmm. And he didn't let the low living of us humans. Mm-hmm. And, and where we were in humanity define the importance mm-hmm. and his the desire value. and the value of the high ideas he had articulated. So if we're really going to be followers of Christ, then we have to be truth tellers, mm-hmm. right? And we have to be folks who love folks 
and are truth tellers that articulate those high ideas because that's why he brought them to us. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. why God brought mm-hmm. them to us to to uh, communicate that truth. And that's why Christ was brought to the world, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? Yes. To communicate that truth. And if we're going to be followers yeah. of Christ, we should be following his example fully. Yeah, absolutely. And there's a, there's a, there's a place on our website that you can go to sort of get a good picture of this pro-abundant life vision that we're talking right, about. Right. And that's care-net.org slash abundant. Yes. And there's videos, there's a book, et cetera. There's a lot of great information yeah, there to yeah. really get your head around this pro-abundant life thing that we're talking about. So, yeah, it's it's really amazing yeah. what God's downloading and how it's guiding yeah. uh, the life-changing work of CareNet and its network of 1,100 affiliated pregnancy centers, our pregnancy decision line, the work that we're doing in the churches through Making yeah. Life Disciples. Absolutely. Uh, it's really been amazing how, how this is, has yeah. uh, taken root. Taken yeah. root, animated, and, and, yeah. and is growing abundantly. That's right. That's yeah. true. Yeah, we try to, yeah, we keep, we're, we're thematic here. Everything everything's everything abundant. has to be abundant. Abundant. So. Every, <laughs> everything's abundant. Every, yes. that's, that's, that's how we are. We just, ro- we just roll in abundance. That's <laughs> yeah. what, we, what we do. Yeah, yeah, that sounds yeah. uncomfortable. Um, <laughs> but uh, right. I think on that note, that's a good place to stop. That was that was a, a good word, Rollin, and um, I think a, a, something for folks to really kind of think about as they're thinking about how to minister to folks who are uh, considering abortion. Amen. 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 We hope you learned something from this week's CareCast. On the next episode, Rollin and I will talk about what Adams can teach us about the family and why family revisionists are wrong about the future of the family.